Hey, this is Wednesday 13, and you are watching CMS TV. With trucker strikes and rising inflation, food shortages are becoming a big, big problem. Don't let yourself get caught unprepared. Buy a food survival kit today from My Patriot Supply and save. Over 2,000 calories a day to keep you healthy and strong with a 25-year shelf life to ensure it's ready for you when the shit hits the fan. Go to www.bit.ly slash cmspnfood, order your supplies today, and invest in yourself and your family now before it's too late. www.bit.ly slash cmspnfood, my patriot supply. It's Faith No More right here on your classic metal show with Epic, an epic tune from an epic band. I know, love it. I know you're a big uh, Faith No More fan. I am. love them. Mr. Bungle fan. Love them too. I know you do. I think Tomahawk, more... anything with Mike Patton, I'm into. You know, it's, it's kind of funny. I, I like Faith No More, but for some strange reason, I'm more of a Mr. Bungle fan. Yeah, because they're more silly and goofy. Yeah, Mr. Bungle. I like Mr. Bungle. Yeah. All right. Well, I have a uh, slew of. I sent you an email. Oh well, I walked in here exactly ten seconds. That's all right. You got, you got time. Um, I got a slew of music-related stories here for this hour, and then in the last hour, I got some bullshit stories. Right? All right. <laughs> So, uh, apparently I'm not the only, uh, uh, guy with a few years on him who likes the young puss, <laughs> uh, Don McLean, Mr. American pie guy, yeah. who's, who's actually still out there performing. I mean, how many songs do you know of Don McLean aside from American pie? Well, there's, um, <laughs> um, well, there's American pie. That's yeah, it. I know. I, that's that's the what are, <laughs> what are his songs? I'm a, I'm gonna pull them up on Spotify. Yeah. But to be honest with you, I I don't know any Don McLean songs aside from American Pie, right? Yeah, I don't I don't know that he ever had a second one. Yeah. And and that was what 1974 or something, 73, 72, yeah. 71, somewhere around there. Yeah. Let's see here, Don McLean. Obviously, American Pie is his big one. Uh, I know none of these songs. Uh, we'll play a snippet of each. Uh, he's got a song that's uh, got 148 million plays on Spotify. That's his second highest song on, you know, as far as a streaming service on Spotify is concerned. His... Uh, American Pie song has uh, 530 million plays. Yeah. And this, the next closest one, this has uh, 148 million plays. Just called 48 million plays. Yeah. Vincent. 
<laughs> you, right. got, you got me too. So I, I let's see if we know this. Let's see if we know it. Yeah. Starry, starry night. Oh yeah, I know this. Paint your. I didn't know the name of the song was Vincent. I know. I didn't know, and I certainly didn't know it was Don McLean. But I do know the song. I thought it was Starry, Starry Night. That's what I always thought it was too. <laughs> All right, the song is called Vincent. All right. I learned something new today. Yeah, no kidding. Solid blue and gray. Look out on a summer's day. With eyes that know the darkness in my soul, shadows on the hills, sketch the trees and the daffodils. This song is very much Seasons in the Sun. Same exact song, yeah. It's the same song. All right. The next, uh, the next one with the next highest plays drops all, all the way down to uh, 20,000. <laughs> So nobody's ever heard it. Uh, so this this Vincent and American Pie, like I said, American Pie has, uh, according to Spotify, on Spotify anyway, it's got 530 million plays, and then that Vincent has 148 million plays. Oh. Now this drops down to 20,000. Okay. This one is called And I Love You So. All right. And I love you so The people ask me how How I've lived till now I tell them I don't know <laughs> Oh boy, wow <laughs> lyrics there. How do you love that chick? I don't know But I'm going to write a song about it why do I get the feeling that if we investigate Don McLean, we might have found our new Harry Chapin? Harry Chapin, yeah. <laughs> this uh, sounds like a lot of dreary shit. Yeah. All right. Even Miss American Pie is kind of dreary, really. American Pie, yeah. Well, it's about it's about the death of Body Holly and Big Bopper. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty sad. Mm -hmm. I might have to do that this week. I'll I'll do some investigative reporting on um Don McLean. Yeah keeping the show relevant and in today's world <laughs> well um the next song has fourteen thousand plays oh, i'm sure it's huge uh, it's called castles in the air oh god that one She asks you why you can tell her that I told you that I'm tired castles in the air. I've got a dream. I want the world to share in castle walls. Just lead me to despair. Please you know what? Come to Boston in yeah. the springtime. <laughs> a little Dave Loggins for you. Yeah. You know who that guy sounds like vocally? Who? John Denver. A lot. Sounds just like John Denver. That's probably why I didn't know any of these songs because I thought they were all John Denver. Yeah, he does have a lot of John Denver sound to him. Again, keeping the show very current with a John Denver reference. Well, 
<laughs> is that guy still no. alive? Who, no. oh, John Denver? He died in a yeah. plane crash. Oh, did he? I don't know. Yeah, he flew out over the Pacific Ocean in his own personal private plane, and he ran out of fuel. Oh, oops. <laughs> I did not know that. Yeah, it had the the thing had two fuel tanks, but you had to sw- you had to manually switch the the uh, to the fuel tank, and apparently, the switch was like back behind the pilot seat. So okay. switch the tank over, you had to, I don't know, whatever. Get up or do something with yeah, it. Yeah, and he, and he basically ran out of fuel and crashed into the <laughs> into the rocks along the Pacific Ocean. Dude was probably worth a shit ton of money and just fucking oh. crashed because he couldn't stand up and switch a flip or flip yeah. a switch. Yeah, and, and he didn't have a valid pilot's license either. Oh, that could be a problem. <laughs> so, yeah, that's what happened to him. Mm, did not know. Yeah, I I do know the I I do find these stories. I mean, even though when I'm not even when I'm not a fan of certain artists mm-hmm. or bands or whatever, I will watch their documentaries just because I'm sure. always curious as to what made them who they were. Okay, is there a documentary about John Denver? Yeah. All right, I need to see that. Yeah, it is. It's out there. I liked him. I, I ain't gonna lie. I, yeah, Rocky yeah. Mountain High, Country Roads, those are great songs. I was never a fan. I I, oh. I I just I just didn't like the whole imagery back in the seventies because he was all over TV, and he and he had that stupid haircut, and those round glasses, yeah. and I just I couldn't stand the guy. Yeah, him and that Andy Williams. Remember that guy? Another mm-hmm. fucking fruity looking guy. <laughs> I just could he looked like he looked like the grown version of Oliver on uh, Brady. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, kind of did. Yeah, he did look like a goofball, but but I don't know. I liked Country uh, Roads. I'm, I'm not saying he wasn't talented. It just wasn't my cup of tea. Right. I just, just didn't dig it. Thank yeah. God I'm a country boy. <laughs> <laughs> I just I just couldn't take it. Just couldn't take it. Life ain't nothing but a funny, funny riddle. Exactly. Thank God I'm a country boy. Right. All right. Well, anyway, getting back to Don McLean. All right. Uh, Don McLean enjoyed a day out in Ireland with his younger girlfriend, Paris Dunn, on Thursday. The pair, 77 McLean and 28-year-old Paris Dunn. (laughs) (laughs) Look at her in those tight uh, yoga pants. That totally looks like his his granddaughter. Yeah. Look at him with the fucking, what is that called? An ascot or whatever, that scarf thing. Yeah, he's wearing his Buddy Holly glasses and he's wearing (laughs) his ascot. Good Lord. He's telling her about how he once met Marilyn Monroe and she's like, who's that? Yeah. She's got some big boobs, though. She does have some big old titties. Mm-hmm. Well, I thought you'd enjoy the story. Oh, my goodness. But this is, this is just think that old guy is climbing up and mounting that. Yeah. Or I don't think, I don't think he's climbing up and mounting that. I guess she's it. jumping on him. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah. Gramps got a bad back. Just hop on and take a ride. Yeah. Give me some of that American pie right, right. in my mouth. Right. Feed it to me. Exactly. Mm-hmm. The the pair cozied up uh who went Instagram official. Oh well. 
in 2016. So he's he's been with her for eight years or no, uh, six years, six years. Well, think about it, dude, for this guy. Yeah, he can't really trade up. I mean, anything he tries to trade to has got to be in their 40s. He's somehow because I mean, how much money is he worth? Let's well, before I say anything, you're uh, you're reading my mind because that's exactly what I was going to ask you to do is yeah. yeah. What is Don McLean worth? What is a Don McLean worth? Don McLean net worth 2022. Let's see. All right, he. I mean, he's rich, but he's not filthy. He's not. He's not. uh, You know. They got a couple supermodel mil. porn porn star rich. He's he's got fifty million. Are you shitting me? Yeah, he's got fifty million, dude. That song has been sold to every movie known to man. Yeah, boy, fifty million. Yeah, Good I mean, Amer- American Pie has been in every fucking. It's been in a hundred movies. Got to yeah, be. Oh, well, you know the song is fifty years old. So holy mm-hmm. shit! Wow. All there right, you go. Here, here's a here's a stat. Uh, American Pie is one of the most played songs on the radio and has earned him between three hundred thousand and five hundred thousand dollars per year in royalties. All right, Jesus, good on him for one song for one fucking song. Nice. Well, and, and Vincent, <laughs> two songs. Yeah. <laughs> hey, good on him. Celebrity right. pussy, celebrity style pussy. Yeah, fucking getting, millions of dollars. Yep. Getting himself some young, young stank. Yeah. Ran out of his career creative license by age 25. <laughs> I mean, honestly, he hasn't written anything worth a fuck since he was probably 25, 30 years old. Yeah. Well, he's 77 now and American pie came out what 50 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> so he's 27. This guy has been making more bank than any of us off of something he did 50 years ago he's making money off of a song he wrote and performed when he was younger than his current girlfriend yeah probably than the current girlfriend's mom yeah or her grandma well the grandma might have been alive but i i mean she's 28 add 25 to that that's 53 her mom might have been born when he wrote american pie true might have been and that's assuming she waited till 25 to be yeah you so, know. so she could have just been being born yeah when the song was popular yeah hey good on him though 77 getting some of that she's and she's pretty yeah she's cute yeah, she she's looks cute. young though doesn't she i mean yeah. maybe it's just because she's standing next to fucking grandpa ascot here but you know <laughs> you know she does i mean she has she's a cute face monstrous knocks yeah like that yeah she's nice and she's nice and shapely i like her yeah of course uh, the, i noticed that he's got the blue blockers on of course yeah. <laughs> wow his, his buddy holly style blue blockers yeah just seeing that makes me know i'm never wearing those glasses ever again they're going in the garbage tonight <laughs> i don't know maybe if you wear them you'll get some young stank like him yeah, I don't know. That's just a bad look. Looking at him, I'm just like, oh, that is a really bad look. <laughs> uh, they cozied up as they visited the New Bridge Silverware Shop. 
and museum okay. in Kildare where one of his guitars is on display. American Pie singer Don 77 is set to play a show at Three Arena in Dublin on Friday. Three, three Arena. arena. Look that up. The number three arena. Three arena. How big is a place like that? Oh, let's see. That looks pretty big. Um, the three arena. Why is this going off the screen here? Let's see. Three arena. North Wall Quay in the Dublin Docklands of Ireland. Um, ba -ba -ba. Where's the size of this fucking place? 12,000 seats. All right. 12,000 to see Don McLean? That's that's why I want to know how big this is. Jesus. <laughs> I would expect a thousand, maybe. Yeah. I mean, dude, honestly, would you expect to go to, I don't know, House of Blues and see it packed for Don McLean? No, I mean, you know, one of my faves, Gordon Lightfoot, he's got way more songs popular songs than Don McLean and he plays yeah. like theaters, which is like, you know, six, 800 people. Yeah. Does his, are any of, wow. That's a, now there's a question. Let's keep it relevant. Once again, here, who had the more popular hits, Gordon Lightfoot or Don McLean? I would say Gordon Lightfoot. Wh what would Gordon's biggest hit be sundown? No wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald. Oh yeah, that's true. Wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald or American Pie? Which one's bigger? Wow. What's a bigger, what was a bigger song? Edmund Fitzgerald was big too. It was huge. Uh, look, look that one up on Spotify. Just, I'm just curious how many plays that has. All right. Let's look that up. I mean, he has a bunch of hits though. Carefree well, yeah, Highway and Sundown. From from a from a hit song perspective. Right. Gordon Lightfoot has way more songs. Oh, than, way more hits than but, but he plays theaters. He's not playing twelve thousand seats. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I, I always hated American Pie too, just for whatever it's worth. I like the other song, the Vincent song. I never really was a big fan of bye bye Miss American Pie. Well, uh on Spotify anyway, Wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald has uh forty almost forty seven million plays. That's it? That's it on Spotify. A tenth. If you could read my mind has uh eighty million plays and mm. Sundown has eighty three million plays. Mm, but none of them are five hundred million. Nope. Of course, none of them are in every movie known to man. True. I mean, this guy, every time anybody watches the fucking rerun of American Pie, I'm sure they play his dumb song. Sure. Well, good on him. Yeah, not bad. Living living a whole lifetime on one song. Yeah. Getting celebrity poon at 77 years old, or not celebrity poon, but celebrity valued poon. Yeah. Good on him. Mm -hmm. uh, Don looked dapper in a pair of gray trousers, which he teamed with a black suit and a purple scarf. <laughs> Paris, he looks like the skipper from Gilligan's Island if he went on a diet. He does. <laughs> he looks more like the professor, though. Yeah, kind of like if the professor thickened up a little bit. 
Yeah. The professor ended up looking like the skipper when he got old. Yeah. <laughs> Paris, meanwhile, showed off her curves in a skin-tight beige jumper and black leggings. Yeah, she, she wore pretty good. Yeah, she wore her long, dark locks out and over her shoulders and makeup, including matte foundation and glossy lips. Ah. Now she's got some big boobies. Yeah, she got some big old titties. Did you see the pictures with him sitting down and her standing next to him? Hold on, let me get back roll, to that. Roll that down. That really shows off her big boobies. Let's let me find it here. Let's see. It's down the article, some. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Roll down the article just a little. Oh further. my goodness, yeah. Oh my goodness, yeah. <laughs> yeah, she's got some titties. Yeah, she does. Let's show the world that got a nice slim waist and big boobies yeah she's she is a good looking broad if i do say so myself and i do well good on good on old don for getting some that yeah look at that jesus christ now well there's ones where her arms aren't in the way no right there there you go right there oh she got some big old fat tits that's for sure <laughs> Wow. Good on him. Fuck yeah. Proud pair is cuddled up to her man. Ooh. Her man. Her $50 her million. Dollar man. <laughs> her her grandman. Yeah. You better hold on to that, honey, because when Don croaks, he's going to leave it all to you. He better find a way to get a ring. She better find a way to get a ring on that. Yeah, no shit. Are you going to walk away and not leave her anything? Uh. Yeah, he better find a. She better find a way. She better suck his dick really well to get <laughs> to get that money. I mean, he's got to be close to death. On I mean, he looks healthy, but that never matters at seventy years old. He could drop dead. No, he's, any he's almost eighty, Chris. He's seventy-seven. That's what I'm saying. Just because he looks healthy, he could drop dead at any minute. Right. Yeah. Look at this guy. Hey, he's still bringing it. Look at him signing his autographs and shit. <laughs> I didn't know Mike Trevisano was still alive. <laughs> he does look like Mike Trevisano. <laughs> Kinda. My All nephew, right, well. My nephew uh, checking in. Those are some BFTs. Some big old fucking tits. They are some big old fucking tits. <laughs> Looks like she's smuggling some basketballs into the theater here. Look at that. My she's goodness. Pretty face and long hair, big boobs, little curvy body. Hey, Paris, let me see those big old fucking milkers. Yeah, no kidding. Lucky on him, 28 years old. Good for him. Look at that. At the, at the event, Paris wrapped her arm around Don as he mingled with guests and the crowds. At one point, he drummed, he, he drummed on a guitar. Wouldn't that be strummed on a guitar? Uh, as he reflected on his successful career, his successful career. Well, he has those two hits. I know the couple have been dating for nearly five years after he split with his, his ex-wife, Patricia Shiner in 2016. We got to look her up now to see what she looks like. Yeah. Her name is Patricia Shiner or Schneier. It's S H N I E R. What a weird 
Patricia her name Schneier. is it's p-a-t-r-i-s-h-a wow schneier yeah there she is patricia oh. schneier uh let's see um where's me a picture of her they keep showing this paris girl all right looks like patricia schneier had some big old fucking cans too um Nothing really. No real great pictures of her, though. Um, I'm going to image a new tab. She does have a fucking... This guy has a type, that's for sure. <laughs> well, when you got 50 million, you can have a type. Yeah, his type is big tits. <laughs> <laughs> Good on this guy. I'm, I'm, I'm becoming a Don McLean fan now. <laughs> Well, she got yeah. some big old fucking cans too. Yeah, that uh, that girlfriend of his is, is is about the same age as his daughter. There. Yeah, exactly. Boy, he's got a retarded son that he's apparently taking care of. <laughs> Good on him. Well, yeah. the the split with his ex uh, came after Don's arrest on domestic violence charges, where Whoa. she accused him of adultery cruel and abusive treatment and irreconcilable differences in illegal papers. Wow. Speaking of their romance, Don told people last year that Paris is the most wonderful person he's ever known. Next, <laughs> to, that, next to that cut wife I was married to. <laughs> Do you say he's ever known or that has ever blown him? <laughs> yeah. Love is the most important thing you can have. Yeah, I'm sure it's all about the love, Don. The love of those big titties. Dude, this guy is my hero in a way. I mean, this is going to sound heartless, but I love this. Well, we are heartless here. So, <laughs> listen to this. So, his his wife accused him, and I don't know if it's true or not, but apparently the daughter there is the one that went public about the abuse allegations. Okay. So he cut her off completely financially. What did I tell you? He's leaving all he's he's leaving all that money to to Paris. Yeah. His new chick. His new chick. Wow. Wow. Patricia exclusively told Page 6 in a new interview that Don has always been resentful as a one-hit wonder. And claimed he has long tormented his family with post-separation abuse. Wow. That's what's happening now, she said. He's punishing the children. It's discussion. It's disgusting. He's merciless. He has no shame. The cruelty knows no bounds. <laughs> the photographer, who was married to McLean for 29 years, claims there was physical, sexual, emotional, financial abuse from the very beginning of their marriage, but she would often make excuses for him. But you know what? If he was beating you up for 25, 29 years and you stayed, sorry, hon, that's on you. You had plenty of time to leave and get some cash. You dumb bitch. I hate these fucking whores. <laughs> yeah, um, uh Don claims love is the most important thing you can have. <laughs> you read your article, I'll read mine. In Don's case, it was that he was a one-hit wonder and that he was very frustrated by that, she said. Hate is such a burden. 
it's a complete waste of time. I love my children and I love my girlfriend. I'm crazy for her. The fact that he would tell me about how he suddenly became famous, everyone wanted something from him. He portrayed it that it was so difficult for him. So I kind of attributed it to that. That's why he goes into these rages and I just made excuses. She's the most wonderful person I've ever known. I think of her when I sing a lot of my songs. Earlier this month, the 75-year-old, this is two years ago, American Pie singer revealed that he had cut off his daughter Jackie financially after she gave a blistering tell-all interview accusing him of mental and emotional abuse. Adding, and I love you from so, and I loved you so from his 1970 debut album Tapestry, but I especially think of her when I sing that song. Don told the Daily Mail that he said he said to his 31-year-old daughter, if you speak out against me and trash me, I'm going to disinherit you. She's been automatically disinherited, and that's almost a $3 million trust that went down the tubes. Yeah, and I'm honored to have her as a girlfriend and a partner, and we have no plans to ever break up. We are going to stay together and ride this pony as long as she can. I mean, as we can. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> if someone moved an item in the house and he didn't know where it was, then he would go on a rampage for hours, she said to Rolling Stone. And everyone was just constantly on edge because it was chaos. He explained that love is what has helped him through the hard times, adding, you have to be in love with something. When I have had bad times in my life, I always loved my guitar, and now I have Paris. Patricia told Page Six that their daughter knew what, would, what the consequences would be for going public with the abuse claims, but did it anyway because she thought it was important. The couple became an Instagram official in 2016 when she posted a photo from their Thanksgiving writing. I'm thankful for him. Happy Thanksgiving from Don and I. Mm. She knew if she spoke out, she was going to be disinherited because he told her that all her life, she clarified. He said, if you ever let anyone know about the abuse, you're going to be written out of the will. He used the will as leverage over all of us and all of the time. <laughs> she, she gained notoriety for a 2017 episode of Catfish about a 2011 incident in which she became uh, began a relationship and exchanged nude photos with 33-year-old basketball player Chris Birdman Anderson when she was just 17. Oh, boy. You know, I'm going to interrupt our, our fucking with her for a minute to say she was chasing the bird man. I don't even know who this guy is. Oh, dude, you, this guy's right up your alley. Hold on. Birdman Anderson. Basketball NBA. Yeah, he's he's definitely your your kind of guy. Um, wow. Is he homeless now? Jesus. <laughs> that's because that's because uh, he didn't have Paris in his life. Hold on. Let me get you. Let me get you. Oh. All right. I could just show that picture. Stop screen. Present. Share. 
Um, bum, 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 bum. Opera tab, YouTube. There's the bird, man. <laughs> That's who she was chasing. He, he looks like a um he looks like a cross between uh Dennis Rodman and and um and uh the the 86 uh, uh quarterback for the Bears. What's his name, McMahon? Jim McMahon, yeah. Jim McMahon. <clears throat> he looks like a terrorist attack in a tattoo parlor. <laughs> I'm just waiting for him to go. Ah! Ah! He looks awful. But anyway, that's who she was chasing. So her credibility immediately comes into question there. Well, apparently she was not communicating with him at all. She was oh. communicating with a Canadian woman named Shelly Car- Charter mm-hmm. uh, and was trying to get money from her. Ah. Well, Jackie echoed her mother's beliefs in her statement she shared on social media. I'm seeing a lot of news articles mentioning me, quoting my father, saying that he disinherited me for speaking the truth about my experiences, she wrote. But the stories have it wrong. I disinherited myself. I told my whole life, I was told my whole life that if I ever spoke up about the lifetime of abuse I endured from him, I would be disowned. The promise of a will was a control tactic leveraged against me since I was a child in order to keep me silent. In July of 2016, Don pleaded guilty to domestic violence assault. His lawyer said at the time that he would face only a $3,000 fine if he stayed out of trouble for a year. More than the prospect of being without his money, I was controlled by the fear of being without his love. Over time, I realized that the love I wanted would never come from him. Recently, I decided I was done being manipulated, controlled, afraid, and silenced, like my life was not my own. I was ready to live. I spoke out of my own volition, knowing that it would mean the end of a manipulation tactic, the end of hope of a relationship. The beginning of freedom. I disinherited myself and I do it again 100 times over. And his attorney, Walter McGee, told the Daily Mail at the time that despite the plea, Don insisted he had not been violent. Don has been adamant since day one that he did not do what his now ex cunt wife said he did. But in the end, he decided it was better to just resolve the case now and be done with it by entering pleas with zero jail, zero probation, and only a fine. Patricia and Don, who were married from 1987 to 2016, also share a son, Wyatt. Their marriage imploded after Don was arrested and charged with misdemeanor domestic violence in 2016. He pled guilty to four of six charges as part of a plea agreement. Well, looks like Don came out on top on that one. He got yeah, no some young, he got some young stank and she seems to like him. Yeah. After what five years. Boy, she's showing a picture of a nasty bruise. Ouch. Ouch. Bet that hurt a little bit. <clears throat> oh well. Well, good on Don. I'm all all bad country singers matter. That's what I say. <laughs> 
That's my hashtag. All right. Well, on to a more seedier uh, story. Okay. There's a new book coming out about the Rolling Stones. Okay. Um, a new book claims Mick Jagger had ongoing sexual relationships with two other members of the Rolling Stones. <laughs> okay. In her new book, The Stone Age, 60 Years of the Rolling Stones, author Leslie Ann Jones suggests that Jagger had affairs with bandmates Keith Richards and Mick Taylor, in addition to other notable male celebrities and musicians. I'm going to say this, and I haven't heard this story, but I'll, I'll let you read through it. That doesn't exactly shock me. He always seemed a little fruity. Yeah, he, he was he was flamboyant. He's always been very yeah. flamboyant. When he did the song with David Bowie, I think we all thought that they were fucking each other, didn't we? Well, that that's uh, that comes up in the story. Oh, does it? Okay, <laughs> it does. It does. <clears throat> yeah, when they did uh, um, dancing in the streets, dancing in the streets together. Uh, Jones, who has written a well-received uh, biographies on David Bowie, <laughs> uh, Freddie Mercury, and John Lennon, further claims that the affairs were common knowledge among their various girlfriends and wives of the men. Jones also writes the relationship between Jagger and Richards was something deeper than just a one-off dalliance. Okay. Jones interviewed British singer and actress Marianne Faithful, who was uh, having a... Who was having a celebrated affair with Jagger during the band's early years? Faithful said she always had an inkling that there was a sexual undercurrent in the early days of the musicians' relationship. Mm. Richard's former girlfriend, Anita Pallenberg, who died in 2017, told Jones that there was a romantic nature to the two rockers' relationship. Well, from when I first met them, I saw Mick was in love with Keith, Pallenberg is quoted. While Jagger may have been enthralled with Richards, that didn't stop him from hopping in the sack with other men and women, according to Jones. Yeah. She writes in a book that one of those sexual conquests was his new guitarist, Mick Ta Taylor, who was in the band from 1969 to 1974. Okay. Taylor replaced Brian Jones. Jones left due to creative differences with the emerging stars Jagger and Richards, as well as an addiction to drugs and alcohol that would eventually take his life not long after he left the Stones. Much like Richards, author Jones writes Jagger soon found his way into the new guitarist bed. Now, <laughs> here's the thing. Okay. If, if you're not a twink, do you think somebody could convince you to, to uh, have some kind of a sexual thing with them? No, not at all. But I've always had the same thought, and, and it's always the same with these guys of uber wealth and power. They get bored. They get bored. There's only, look, as much as we all love pussy, there's only so much pussy you can have before it's True. just boring. Yeah. You know, I, I so, mean, so, Mick, so, Jagger, so, Mick Jagger has to have fucked 10,000 women. But, but you go, you know what? Pussy's kind of boring. I, I want to suck a dick. Well, I mean, it, I don't think it's as clear, as cut and dry as that. I think you're, yeah. you're missing another 
very prevalent part of this story, which is the drug use of the Rolling Stones. Sure. You know, they were monstrous drug addicts. So I could see him just being like, hey, you know, whatever, man, I'm starting Coke. And somebody fucking puts a line of Coke on their dick and Mick <laughs> Jagger being crazy. He's like, yeah, you know, whatever. Yeah. Something like that is how it starts. I don't think I don't think it's ever. Hmm. Rationally, I know I don't like dick, but maybe I should suck one. Right. Just to try it out. You know, I don't think it's like that. I think it's it's a party. It's a party atmosphere in the middle of a tour where they're burned out and they're coked out of their fucking minds. And next thing, you know, Mick's taking it up the asshole, you know, or something to that effect. Right. Much like with Richard's author, Jones writes, Jagger soon found his way into the new guitarist bed. She writes how Taylor's former wife, Rose told Paul Levitt, uh, at a dinner party, she discovered the two mix in a compromised position. Hmm. She told uh, me that she found her husband in bed with Mick Jagger, Levitt is quoted. Why would she say such a thing to me if she had not seen it with her own eyes? The new book even comes with an appendix cover many of the Stones lovers through the years, according to the Daily Mail. In addition to Richards and Taylor, the Stones age ticks off uh, a list of alleged same-sex liaisons with the big-lipped singer, including David Bowie. Despite some very public spats between Jagger and Richards in recent years, though, Jones writes that their friendship is one that still resonates with the famed singer. Of all of Nick's relationships, Faithful explained, the only one that really means anything to him is with Keith. Well. Because he's my man. Can you see those two these days? Fucking fucking. (laughs) Come here, Jack Sparrow. Let me put these big (laughs) lips in your asshole. (laughs) My goodness. Mm. It's not a pretty thought, but okay. All right. I've got this video here. Let's watch the the Bowie video. All right. Just since we're talking about it. I I mean, I I just remember the streets. What was this? 86 or something like that? uh, I don't know when it was. This is, it doesn't really say on this. Let me see. Uh, doesn't really say when it came out on this. It's just a YouTube vid, but YouTube share screen. Yeah. I remember when this came out and I was like, Jesus, is that gay? Let's try this out. All right, he definitely sucked cock. (laughs) I mean, come on. Come on. I think he was sucking cock behind that curtain. 1985. (laughs) This video, I think he I think he came fresh from taking a batch in the face. This was uh apparently this was a promotional thing that they were doing for the upcoming live aid event. So this was released two weeks prior to Live Aid. Could have been the trailer for the Philadelphia movie. Right. Jesus Christ, is this gay? Oof. All right, let's play some more of this. 
God. Oh, my God. <laughs> Come on. Yeah, very, very uh, tiptoe through the tulips, very fruity. Now, when this came out originally, you thought the same thing, right? Yeah, oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> Especially when they were giving each other the eyes and David Bowie yeah. was like looking, you know, at him like and just like rolling his eyes and just being all flirty and shit. Yeah. This looks like a tour opener for Frankie Goes to Hollywood. Exactly. This is horrible. Relax, don't do it. When you yeah. want to go to it. When you want to come. When you want to come. Oof. All right, more of this jewel. Oh. Oh, they look like they're about to make out. Oh, my God. That is really wretched. All right, here's some more. It doesn't matter what you wear, just as long as you are there. So come on, every guy, grab a girl, everywhere, around the world, they'll be dancing. <laughs> Wow. I think they did the freeze frame so they wouldn't show him kissing. Right. I got to go. look at that. <laughs> They're like right this, about. This, this was 37 years ago, dude. Look at this. Look at that. What do you think followed this? What do you think happened one second later? <laughs> Mick kissed him, right? Well, it, it's hard to. You know, it wouldn't be hard to close that distance right there. That that's mix on his way in, and that's why they froze it. Yeah, because they couldn't show gay stuff back then. Mick was just about to fucking throw a kiss on David Bowie right here. Uh huh. Look at that, and watch, watch. I'm gonna scroll it back just a second or two more, because watch how they freeze frame it so that you don't see it. Watch. You see, they just freeze it for one second and then switch scenes. He totally kissed him. Uh, who knows? I know. He totally kissed him. Uh, I'm making a bold statement here, a Rev-type bold uh, statement. Thank you, Rev, for your Let's insight. See. see more of this, Jewel. Wow, what a video. Oh, in the street. oh come on. It's an invitation across the nation, a chance for folks to meet. Love laughing and singing, and music swinging, dancing in the street. Philadelphia, all the morning. Don't forget the motor city. Are you kidding me? On the streets of Brazil. Oh, my God. All right, here's the question. 
is this really gayness or just a really bad video? Well, it's flamboyance because both Mick Jagger and David Bowie have always been flamboyant. I mean, yeah. look, look at Ziggy Stardust and mm-hmm. all that. I mean, D- David Bowie has always been, for lack of a better term, a shock rocker. Yeah. I mean, he, he's changed his look a million times during his career. Always right. had a different look. And Mick Jagger, you know, he's Mick Jagger. He just does things that are very controversial, I guess, when it comes to public displays. Yeah. But it's always been rumored that these two had some kind of thing going. Yeah. I just remember when I saw this video on MTV, I was like, woof. <laughs> yeah. When you're banging Korean pussy and you see these two dudes just yeah. dance around together, you're just like, what is this? Yeah. All right. Let's finish this up. <laughs> it's a train wreck. You can't stop looking at it. I can't. I got to see the end now. <laughs> are you fucking kidding me with this shit oh well, my god it was it's hard to explain i mean i guess you have to kind of go back what was going on in 85 yeah and you know i, I like i said i just read this that this was uh this was sort of like a a, a run up to uh the live aid event yeah and if am I wrong at thinking Mick was out of the stones at this point too, right? Or he was doing well, they solo doing, stuff. I don't, but... I don't think they were I don't think they were doing anything too much at that time. I think this wasn't not too far from uh just uh, when he did like just another night and stuff like that, yeah, right? Yeah, I think he was doing waiting on a friend or something or oh that's an old stones tune, waiting on yeah. a friend. Yeah, well, so you know, he was just doing his own solo stuff at this point. Yeah, I'm looking at Mick Jagger's solo album. It was, um, I think it was, uh, She's the Boss. Yeah, 85, She's the Boss. Yeah, and it had sorry. it, it had the hits Just Another Night, Lucky in Love, Lonely at the Top, and Hard Woman. Do you remember any of those? Yeah, I do. I remember Just Another Night. How does Lucky and Love go? You got that? Yeah. Pull that up real quick. I don't remember that song, at least by title. All right. Let's see here. Um, just another night. You know this song, right? Just I know that year. one. Lucky and Love is the one I'm, I'm looking right. for. Uh, let's see here. <clears throat> They're claiming that to be a big hit. Lucky in love. I don't remember that. All right. Yeah, let's check this one out. All right.
know that one. I barely remember it. I sort of remember the chorus. Yeah. Dude, Keith Richards is funny. Uh, talking about this album, She's the Boss, he compared it to Mein Kampf. <laughs> <laughs> and his quote is, everybody had a copy, but nobody listened to it. <laughs> That's fucking funny. That is funny. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's good that's that's not the nicest thing to say about his lover not at all that's pretty mean that's just hateful yeah how could he say that about the guy he was banging exactly Jeez. all right all right one more quick story and we'll uh take a break and come back with the last segment okay uh since uh phil collins is a uh, you know a favorite topic here on the show sure uh, Phil Collins and his Genesis bandmates have sold the rights to their music in a deal reportedly worth $300 million. Wow. Good on him. $300 million. I guess or or Orany or whatever her name is is going to be looking for a piece of that. I'm sure she is, that fat, ugly, Asian-looking pig. Yeah, fucking awful bitch. What are you bitch. doing, Phil? Yeah. Look at the stank that uh, that Don McLean is getting, and you're banging that. Yeah, and he's banging that. Jesus, uh, and twice, he's only, and he's only had two hits. Yeah, Phil Collins has fucking a thousand hits. Yeah, he's got this beautiful, shapely, big boob chick, and you got this stanky, greasy looking ugh. pig. Ugh. An absolute pig. Exactly. Concord Music, which has uh, bought the rights, said the sale included Collins' blockbuster solo album, No Jacket Required, and But Seriously. Wow. But not the other two, not face value. and um... Maybe they weren't for sale. Maybe he didn't have the mm -hmm. right to sell them. Okay. Well, uh, it did not provide a figure. The Wall Street Journal qu uh, quoted $300 million. Mm hmm that would make it one of the biggest deals of its kind, putting Collins and Genesis behind only Bob Dylan and Bruce Springsteen. Those Makes two, sense. Those two rock legends have sold their catalogs and recent deals worth between $400 million and $500 million. Neil Young has also earned $150 million by selling only 50% of his catalog. Stars uh, selling their catalogs have become major music industry trend in recent years with artists including Blondie, Shakira, Mark Ronson, uh, Sheik, Tina Turner, and The Killers also wow. handing over control of their songs in exchange for a large sum of money. The Killers, do they have enough worth shit? I guess they do. I don't know anything by The Killers. but All right. For them, the deals uh, provided immediate financial security while ensuring their music does not fall into the complicated litigation after they die. In return, investors who uh, range from the record labels to hedge funds make money from all the future royalties generated by sales, streams, and licensing deals. And you know what, dude? And this is just the truth of the matter. And I hate it. And I know it's the way it is and I can't do anything about it. It's the way that it goes. But more and more, like when Happen I'm watching TV, yeah, when I'm watching TV now, these songs are popping up. Yeah, of course. In, in like McDonald's commercials well, and shit. They gotta make their money back. That's I the know, whole thing. It's just, it's just like, it's hey, here's, I own this catalog now. 
and this is this goes all the way back to Led Zeppelin. Remember, everybody yeah. was outraged when that yeah. Led Zeppelin song showed up in that Cadillac commercial. Cadillac commercial, yeah. See if you could pull that up real quick. Led Zeppelin Cadillac commercial. But everybody was like, Zeppelin sold out, man. Their com- their songs are commercial. And and wasn't it uh, the Beatles? Weren't they uh, upset when Revolution ended up like on a Nike sneaker ad back in the 80s or something? Yeah. Do you remember that? I, I remember it vaguely, yeah. Is this it? That was that was a big deal. It was just like oh, the Beatles, man, they're 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 revolution song. I think it was on a Nike ad, if I'm not if not yeah, as one, one of them. And they were just like, Yeah, you know, the Beatles, you know, they're they're selling out, man. Here's the Zeppelin. All right. Could have seen it coming. Cadillac breakthrough. Crap. Yeah, they slow up, man. I know. I dude, I know that it's just, you know, I know I can't be mad about this shit. I mean, these guys are selling it off, and I get it, but man, oh man, it is just beyond annoying when you're watching, I don't know, a commercial for a a fucking cruise line and they're playing go your own way by Fleetwood Mac or whatever. It's like, Oh yeah. my God, well, just stop it. Well, that that's the whole thing is these investors have to get their money back. Yeah. Just, it's just, it's, it's disgusting. Well, can't, can't do a whole lot. Can't do a whole lot about it. That's the whole way it goes, man. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. Somebody mentioned it in the chat room too. Did you see that Roger Waters spewing his fucking political bullshit right now is putting a major wrench in the in them selling the Pink Floyd catalog? Oh yeah, yeah, because he won't shut the fuck up. Uh, well. <laughs> you know he's a piece of shit, just well, a royal piece of shit. But he is. <clears throat> he is. But whatever. I mean, I I still love his music. I obviously have the big poster on my wall, so I'm a I'm a fan. But man, well, he's a fucking you know, bag of shit. According, according to Roger Waters, if if you don't like his political statement, get the fuck out. Oh well, you unfortunately like for music, Roger, I like his music, but I don't like his political stance. So you can get the fuck out, man. Fortunately for Roger, he put his shit out on the open market, so I can do whatever the fuck I want with it. Fuck him, cocksucking yeah. fuckface. All right, to finish this up real quick, we'll take a quick break. Uh, Originally fronted by Peter Gabriel, Genesis were formed in 69 and became uh, leading lights of the progressive rock scene. The band survived Gabriel's departure in 75 with drummer 
Collins taking over lead vocal and eventually steering the band in a more pop rock direction alongside Tony Banks and Mike Rutherford. Uh, Concord's deal does not cover contributions from Gabriel and other former members, Steve Hackett, but includes top 10 hits like uh, Invisible Touch, Mama, That's All, and Abacab. Uh, Poor Steve Hackett. (laughs) And and he's out there remaking a lot of the Genesis stuff that he did when he was Mm -hmm. with them. Uh, yeah. Colin solo catalog had previously been shopped around for a sum in the region of 200 million. Uh, that eventually morphed into a bigger deal that included music by banks and Rutherford, including Rutherford's side project, Mike and the mechanics Collins run, uh, run of singles from 1980s to the nineties included tracks like against all odds, Sue studio and another day in paradise are likely to be the most attractive element of the deal. His most popular track on Spotify, 1981's In the Air Tonight, has been played more than 500 million times, while Genesis' most streamed song, Invisible Touch, has around 107. That, that's, that's more popular than anything, Invisible Touch? Unfortunately, it is, because it's such a shitty song, too. I guess. Uh, Concord president Bob Valentine said the company would introduce the songs to a new generation of fans through commercial outlets such as McDonald's, Nike. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, of course. In the world we live in today with Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, all these things that drive consumption of older music, there are definitely ways for us to, as a record company, to bring some of the music back to life through our commercial exploitation of once great songs that will now represent shitty uh commercial products such as hamburgers hot dogs uh (laughs) that's great fantastic (laughs) so there you are genesis uh you know cashing in with uh 300 mil Mm, good for them maybe they can get a hot girlfriend like don mclean yeah can't wait to see fucking mama being used in a nursing home commercial or something (laughs) nice all right well since i mentioned it earlier this song just came to mind because i haven't heard it in a long time but uh hey chris it's it's just the way that it is that's just the way it is it's just the way that it goes all right it's tesla exclusively here on your classic metal show thanks for checking out this episode of the classic metal show Get all of our episodes uncensored at www.theclassicmetalshow.com. Join us weekly from 9 p.m. till 3 a.m. Eastern at www.cmsradio.net. Participate in the live chat room at www.chatandkill.com. Once again, thank you for checking out The Classic Metal Show with Neely and Chris. Hail and kill. Fuck you, pal. Hand job!